This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. When Itumaleng Siku Pedi was only 11 months old, she was ravaged by a fire in her home that was caused by a candle. She lost an ear, fingers, and her arm had to be amputated. She felt like an outcast most of her life, leading to a number of suicide attempts. Yet, today she is an author, internationally accredited speaker, media personality, and entrepreneur. And I'm delighted to have her as my guest to tell the story. Itumaling, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Itumaling, what was the point in your life? that change that made you kind of stop feeling an outcast and um, move, move forward with your life? So in 2007, um, during my matric year, um, I had a very uh, uh, spiritual journey with um, myself more so where I had to um, go through a journey of healing but I think the one thing that really just changed my life forever was learning that I had a purpose and that my purpose was to bring hope and healing to people. And that just made me feel like I was needed and also that there was a purpose, you know, for my life. But more so, um, that's when I learned that Every single person has got a scar within themselves, right? Um, and my scars, they are external, but every single person has a scar because ultimately we all have a story to tell. I mean, Itumaling, you, your scars are external. Can I ask you a personal question? Do you still, do you still feel pain from your scars? Do you still feel discomfort from what happened to you? No, not at all. Um, the privilege, <laughs> and I call it a privilege, um, is that I got burnt when I was 11 months. Um, so I grew up like this. This is what I know. But also, um, my last, um, surgery related to the burns was when I was 15 years old. So I've had a lot of years to recover and, um, heal physically. Um, but also my professor was also very good, uh, Professor Scholes. So I don't suffer from pain, uh, winter time, summertime, autumn, spring. It really doesn't matter. I just never have pain, you know, in my body. Um, yeah. So having a good professor was, uh, played a very big role. In that, but also the fact that I last had my last surgery many, many years ago. And when you talk about the fact, I mean, you were 11 months old, you obviously don't have any memory of anything before that and probably that time at all. Although uh, you you, you talk about, I mean, fire, I, I read somewhere that you've kind of even dealt with a fear of fire. That fear of fire, uh, can you just describe a little bit about the, the subconscious of it and then overcoming that? I think the inner child, you know, um, recognize, recognizes fire and recognizes heat. So, so whenever I had to come across fire, I just had this phobia, you know, where I don't want fire 
around me. Um, and it was for that reason, right? To, that my subconscious recognized the fire. Um, so I had to overcome that phobia by making candles myself. Um, then I went onto YouTube and I said how to make, um, candles and now I'm making them, you know, I'm selling them, you know, and so forth. But it had to come from that phobia of, I don't want that candle near me, you know. Um, in fact, the phobia was so bad that, you know, I don't want anything that was hot near me, you know, um, be it a heater, be it a gas stove, be it, um, electrical uh, blanket, you know what I mean? Like, it was that bad. But for me, it was more um, significant to get the phobia um, to start that journey with making candle because, you know, I got burnt from one. Yeah, it, it is incredible because, I mean, I, I can just knowing what happened to you would give me a fear of of candles yeah. of, of fire of uh, and I, i've experienced nothing nothing at all so yeah. I, I i can imagine that the psychological scars of that and overcoming that as in a way a first step of healing was an important step yeah. um it, it, you've set up your own foundation um you are a motivational speaker to what extent, uh, I mean, every, the beginning of every winter, we know <laughs> that fires are going to happen and that children are going, uh, children and adults are going to be burned. Um, do you think enough is being done to protect people? Absolutely not. Um, and it doesn't get better with the fact that, um, people, some people move to these places where there's shags, you know, and so forth. And when you go to these places, for example, um, the next door neighbors, like literally one foot away, right? So when one shack burns down, then literally the entire neighborhood, you know, um, burns down. But also with the poverty that South Africa is facing right now, um, for some households, you know, electricity is like a blessing, Right. It's not a sort of like a basic need that has been met. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So unfortunately, we still have, I think, over 60 percent of the population, you know, in South Africa is literally still staying, you know, like, um, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's very, very bad. Um, so poverty is number one. Um, and then number two, the fact that people actually don't have a choice but to use things like a paraffin, you know, um, like a candle, you know, um, and so forth. Yeah. So like nothing has been done. And with the corruption that we see, you know, that just makes matters even worse. Tell me a little bit about your foundation and the work that it does. Um, so with the foundation, um, we have, you know, adopted 250 schools where we motivate the learners, help the learners to go through workshops with the learners, you know, self-esteem and um, self-awareness. But also we tackle a few stuff that is already happening, such as mocking, bullying, you know, it's a big one. Um, yeah. Um, 
alcohol, you know, and so forth. Um, so, so we are working with learners to help them to recognize their self-worth so that when you start loving yourself, you know, there are certain things that you will start saying no to. And what better way to show you a lady with a scarred face, one hand and one finger to say that, hey, I made it and this is who I am, you know. Um, So therefore you can make it, you know, as well. You can reach your full purpose, life, um, by just starting to look within, you know, um, more so finding your power. And um, Lao Tzu says it based and he says that mastering another person, that is called strength, but mastering yourself, now that is called true power. So once you can hone and find your own power, there is absolutely nothing that you cannot do. And I am that physical example to say that with only one hand and with only one finger, I am reaching my full life, right? I can type 35 words per minute. Um, most people with both hands, 10 fingers, they cannot. I can drive myself. I can even make candles with only one hand and with only one finger. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. There's so many things that I'm doing and I'm an example of, you know, just to say that, hey, let me help you just rise up that power that lies within you. Um, but more than that, we also help um, matric learners with um, from makeup to the dress, to shoes, just make people feel important, loved, appreciated for that day, that special day, you know, in their lives. And a matric dance, you know, is like one of those. <laughs> yeah. So much pressure on these little ones to, uh, for their matric dances. Yeah. It's such a, such a momentous event in their lives, but so much pressure as well. You talk about scars, you talk about external and internal scars. Um, do you see, do you see it as a difference? Do you see, I mean, fellow burn victims, when you encounter to them. Do you see that there's a difference in dealing with external versus internal scars? Oh yeah, absolutely. With me personally, I had to deal with my internal scars first before I recognized my external scars. And I say it like that because if you are not fulfilled from inside of you, you can never appreciate how you look like. Right? If you don't feel loved, right, by yourself, then there's no way that you can love the next person. So so for me, it was very important to deal with my internal scars first. In fact, I didn't even want to live because my internal scars were just, they were so bad that they would say to me, why don't you just die, right? You're not beautiful. You will never be beautiful. Um, you only have one hand. You only have one finger. Like, what are you going to do with your life, right? And because of that, I tried to commit suicide three times. Thank God that never happened. <laughs> um, because of the example that I am today, you know, of living my life, of my living my full purpose, rather. Yeah, and that is bringing hope and healing, you know. To basically say that if I can do it, if I can live my life and love me with my scars, appreciate me with my scars, wake up each and every day with a smile on my face, what is wrong with you? Why are you 
complaining? Why are you not living that life that you are meant to be? Why are you, when you are so blessed, you've got two hands, you've got 10 fingers, manicured, you know, and all, and yet you're still complaining. Why? Right? And it goes back to this, that a lot of people, they see me as like a physically disabled person. And that's okay, you know. I love it because of um there are so many privileges for people who are disabled, you know, um from parkings to <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I never struggle for a parking. But so many people with two hands and ten fingers are disabled to themselves because they've limited their full potential. They have limited their dreams. They have limited their lives. They have limited their purposes. And thus, they are not reaching their world. In fact, the moment you say, I cannot do something, guess what? You are disabled. Itumaling, again, another personal question. Was it different being a child and being disabled and being an adult and being disabled? Were the challenges that you faced as a child different and i'm talking about also again it's personal um people stare at you when you're a child do people still stare at you when you're an adult do you did you hate being stared at do you still hate being stared at just some of that emotional response i think when i was a child i didn't know better but also like i said was fighting my own scars right internal scars so that is and when someone would stare at me it would affect me more than was supposed to so because of my own fears because of my own self not hatred but because of i did not love myself and i hated how i looked like when someone would look at me i would project that fear and that not self love you know against them like oh my god why are why is she looking at me? Oh no, it's because of, you know, I'm burnt and I'm ugly and I'm a ghost and an end. And in most cases, so like you just find that they are looking at you because they've never seen like a burnt person before or there aren't many burnt people walking around. So of course, when we see you, we will stay, right? Um, but because of what's going on internally, you projected differently. And what I learned within that was that, you know what, compared to then and now, now, because of I had to go through that healing journey, because now I love myself, because now I have found that power, because now I now am more self-aware of my own beauty, right? I can now live my life and not even recognize these days. I sincerely and really don't recognize people staring because I am so content with myself and my own beauty and my own stature that, that I'm just not even aware, you know, but that doesn't mean that people don't look. They have to look, right? <laughs> there aren't many people like me, like walking around. Um, so they will look, but in most cases, I don't even recognize it. And when I do, I smile, I wave, because when they see a person like me smiling, they're like, hey, if she can smile and be happy, then what is wrong with me? Itumaling, we have to leave it on that incredibly inspirational note. Um, thank you. I, I understand 
why you are an, um, a leading internationally accredited speaker. Um, I, I've loved chatting to you and um, I found this very inspirational. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is really, really fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. That was Itmuleng Sikupedi, who was only 11 months old when she was burnt, and she's now a motivational speaker.